You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Joining me from a very chilly Johannesburg is my old friend John Burgess. John, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi, Chad. Great to be here. John, I was looking the other day, and can you believe it's five years since we had a chat on air about your book at that time, which was the incredible book that brought back so many memories, The Road Through the Grove. Yeah, time just flies, hey, Chad. I uh, love being with you that day. Five years, and it's gone in a blink. Tell me what's happened since uh, that book came out, because so many people really went berserk when it came out in a good way, because they they, they knew about the heroes from the area. They knew about... The, the past, and these, these stories have been spoken about in pubs, over Sunday lunches, at different places, and now suddenly everything was put down in this book, and people were scrambling to get a copy, and the memories that were brought back were incredible. What's the last five years been like since you published the book? Uh, well, time's flown, but um, we've still got about 300 books left, um, and uh, I suppose... Uh, we we went overseas, um, and so many people, uh, just all from Australia, from America, from England, uh, um, communicated. Absolutely loved it, but uh, we didn't go on to uh, we didn't go on to uh, Amazon, and uh, therefore it's so difficult to transport a book across. So effectively, people have had to come to us and not us to them. So. Um, People still come in from Australia. Uh, when they have come, they phone me, and um, and we haven't put it in any of the bookshelves. So it's, it's really been uh, it's just really been by word of mouth. Well, the book was definitely a labour of love, and the reason I'm bringing up the book is we tend to to harbour so much attention these days on the negative that's going on around us, and rightly so. We do have to be concerned about things that are impacting on our daily lives. COVID has been a life changer. Um, corruption and state capture in South Africa has really impacted on us all, has us crime. And that's normally the topic of conversation on our show, Confidential Brief. But I thought today we should, we should look at it from a different angle. We need to try to remember positive things and in, mem- in, in memorizing and bringing back these memories, Hopefully we can start looking towards a, a future. And your latest book seems to encapsulate a lot of what we want to chat about, and that's The Secret to Higher Self-Living. Now, that title in itself is quite a mouthful, so I'm going to say it again, The Secret to Higher Self-Living. How do you go from producing a very memorable coffee table book that everybody absolutely loved to now writing about The Secret to Higher Self-Living? Well, I suppose both is about purpose. So uh, the road through the grove and um, was all about purpose. It was about giving back to the suburbs. Uh, it initially started with naughty guys that I was going to uh, talk about that I absolutely loved and in those times. And then Bruce Fordyce and myself got together and I wanted to do a book around spite uh, and, and have humor in that. And then went to absolute love and, and just really talked about all the guys that made successes, the naughty guys, the music. So that was all about love. Um, knew I would lose money in that and actually did do that. I should never have budgeted on losing money. And then, of course, this has been about 35 years in the making. Um, I always knew that I had, a, I had to – I found life very easy – 
loved my life, absolutely loved it, and wanted to share that with people, and just knew that I had a book in me. That, of course, all of us have a book in us, and then it never really gets out. So it took me 35 years to get it out, and um, and then it happened. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to chat to you about you. I want to talk about what made you decide to tell the story, how the story is going to help others, and then we're going to discuss the darker things that have happened in life and the brighter things that have happened, those things that have molded you as a person that has been able to now go out, write these books, and have this this want and need to champion love and to champion moving forward from what could be a dark place. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. My name is Chad Thomas. We've just gone past the 20-minute mark on this Monday, the 7th of June, 2021. You're listening to us most probably in Johannesburg on 101.9 FM, but you can also tune in worldwide on highfm.com. And if you enjoy the show, you can always go to highfm.com and download the podcast and share it with friends and family. You may have realized that today's a slightly different show. We're not talking about the doom and gloom of fraud and corruption, but rather about self-growth. And we're chatting to a very well-known member of our community, John Burgess. John, the family, the Burgesses are well-known throughout the community. Um, your book demonstrated that because you seem to have been friends with absolutely everybody who's contributed, both to our country as well as internationally, who came from our greater community, and that would be Orange Grove, Sydenham, Den Hazel, and in fact, the road through the Grove from Hillbrow all the way through to, to Bramley. Let's talk about the new book, though, The Secret to Higher Self-Living. You said before we went to break that you've had a good life. Is, has everything been good? Has it just been a life where you've been able to sit back and everything's come your way? Surely there were some times in your life that were really, really lessons. I think all of us have... Uh great lessons um, somehow I've made light of them and uh, so if I think back actually I think I've never really been tested at all and um, so I suppose it's that kind of part I think everything's around a monk had said uh, which I put in my book there that one eighth of the problem is the event and seven eighths is how you perceive it or look at it and uh, so I suppose I've always operated on that seven eighth not the one eighth and so therefore anything in life really anything and I and I mean anything from death to liquidation to divorce to movement of us to movement of country all of those are just simply events and then of course it's how you view it and that is the seven eight so tell us about your your life growing up where did you grow up tell us about the burgess brothers um where do you come from and where are you all now uh, so there's three of us and um we and we came really from orange grove um and uh, the surrounding suburbs um my father was a journalist and at the end of the day we didn't quite understand um, what he had given us, my mom had always been the strong person right up front uh, in our face teaching us about uh, if and the serenity prayer and looking after all the guys and all the naughty boys from the grove, etc., etc. And my father had been in the background, but I had taken him to do a, a, a London marathon when he was 84 after my mom had died. And he said to me, um, son, just remember, 
I've never, I am never lonely one second, one minute of one day of any. And I, I said to him, gee, Dad, I didn't know that about you. And in fact, if you had died after my mom, or if you had died before my mom, we wouldn't have known you. We actually wouldn't have known you. And he was just this gentle, beautiful human being that had taught all of us and all the naughty guys from the Grove about love and about humility and about forgiveness. Um, so we thought we had kind of picked it up, and I thought I had. And actually it was him, and then, of course, my mom. She had just given so many of us uh, that upbringing about give back more than you take out. Think beyond yourself. Uh, those kind of things. So what I find fascinating is that you and I bumped into each other very recently. I was out with my dog exercising and you were out exercising and we happened to pass one another in Houghton. And you make mention a lot about the marathon, taking your dad across for, for a run. You spoke about Bruce Fordyce, who's uh, South Africa's most famous runner. And, of course, your book was called The Road Through the Grove. So my question to you is, do you need to be very comfortable with yourself when when on the road, on your own, be it walking, be it exercising, be it running? And is this where the sense of self-contemplation has come from? Uh, absolutely. I think it's all about self-love. And, and the book is around inner peace and happiness and purpose. And I suppose I've always been around non-attachment. Non-attachment has always been the the hallmark of where I've been. And so many people don't understand non-attachment itself. And it's non-attachment really, it's a transience of life. Non-attachment to life, non-attachment to, um, non-attachment to things that have happened, non-attachment to outcomes, non-attachment to assets so that they never rule you. It's just non-attachment is the highest form of higher self, um, and uh, it is higher self. And attachment, which I've understood, is always lower self. Any form of attachment, any form of clingingness and possessiveness and jealousy and any part. So I hadn't understood that until I truly written, till I'd written the book, until I also had lots of debates and dialogue uh, around that. But so it this is was self-love. So this was a book that was 35 years in the making, but it must have been a completely different process to The Road Through the Grove. The Road Through the Grove was a labor of love, and you mentioned to us earlier that there was no intention of making money from that. It was to tell the stories of people from The Grove. So I'm assuming now, and I, and I apologize if, if the assumption is wrong, but I'm assuming that the secret to higher self-living is also a labor of love, but this time it's not to talk about other people that have made a difference within a community, but it's how people can grow themselves. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, and you had asked, where are my brothers? And they are both in uh, uh, Johannesburg, both with, we see each other and talk to each other and are in business with each other uh, every day. Um, and uh, Chris has a plumbing company and Michael is involved in a connecting business with me and a coffee business with me and a few others. And uh, and I suppose it's I was I was sitting in Greece a few years ago and it just struck me when I watched everybody that had made money 
sitting there uh, talking about whatever they've made. And it came back to life is about, well, it's retirement is such a waste of everything that one's ever learned. And therefore, one has got to give back and just remain um, remain serving, actually. And I think that was, as I started to write the book, one of the biggest things I ever learned was that we're here to serve and purpose. Purpose, it's out there and many people can't can't grab hold of it. But actually, as you serve, and you serve in any way, in many ways, and, and is as you serve, you have purpose, you have self-love, and you have a reason for being alive. So you mentioned something very interesting. You said that people are living to retire. Some may retire comfortably, some may not. But we condition for this. We condition that we're going to spend X amount of time in school, in the old days, we would allocate time that we would now be spending serving our country in the defense force. We would then do some tertiary studies. We would then work for so long, maybe have children at a certain age, setting ourselves up for this ultimate retirement. But it's not just about that. That's the, that surely that can't be what life's about. So how do you find balance, number one, in your day-to-day life? And number two, how does one condition oneself to live every day as a special day rather than every day leading up to that eventual retirement and relaxation? I think firstly um, is to live every day as if it is your last day, to have gratitude um, for just being alive, for just being there. And therefore, once you have that, it all becomes so simple and actually it's, you don't need to hold on to anything in the future, but it says, whilst I am alive, let me serve, let me give back, let me be love. Um, and, and then it becomes far more simple. If that was your last day and it said, what are you going to do on the last day? Um, then it's all so easy and one can, but it is, it's about stopping and I call it this mad roommate. Um, from overthinking and continually thinking and being anxious and having anxiety and stress um, and judging other people. It says, throw it all away. It's like Eckhart Tolle says, be in the now and just live for now and, and live it as though it was your last day. I said something just now that I've been thinking about, and I, I don't know whether for me it was an epiphany of sorts, but... I use the word we've been conditioned, and it it seems as if we have. It's almost like we're in a matrix. We wake up, we work, and it's in this expectation of a better life down the line. How do we reprogram ourselves so that we're able to understand that we need to live for now? Nobody saw COVID coming. Nobody saw load shedding which is not just electrical, but is also going to be water. Now, nobody saw these problems coming. Nobody could predict them. Nobody could prepare for them. Yet we, in our minds, seem to be preparing ourselves for this wonderful heaven-type retirement down the line. How do we reprogram ourselves to accept what's going on around us, embrace what's happening, and understanding that we are the masters of our destinies? And really, the simplicity is to is to wake up and serve my my niece, Sky. Um, I was talking to her about loneliness and alone and uh, Christmas and uh, it being the loneliest day. 
and then a lot of people feel sorry for themselves and very easily to go out and actually to serve and to help other people. And she just, she went and did that and has moved on to all other major kind of stuff, but actually chose Christmas Day with her partner, Josh, uh, to just go out and to find an orphanage and to go and give to them. And, and so for me, it just says, I know that I'm going to power away for the next 10 to 15 years, never thinking about retirement, only thinking about giving back and serving. And uh, you've got a guy, Pepe Maria, who just recently, and um, I, I saw a podcast of his, and his was, um, we've actually got to find purpose in the country. South Africa has such a great purpose. So it's more than a purpose for yourself it's more than a purpose for your business. It's more than a purpose for your family. It's let's find that purpose in South Africa. And so it's for all of us to just want to serve and think beyond ourselves and give back and have humility and have the courage um, and just really the gratitude. If you have gratitude, if you have gratitude, actually you resolve most of it. So you mentioned our country at large and you've spoken about serving I had brunch yesterday with the general that's in charge of the South African Army Support Formation, and he was saying that our youth today seem to not have that sense of patriotism or volunteerism. And this is the crux of what you're talking about when it comes to serving, because if you want to serve your nation and your people and you want to see the best in all of your fellow man, there needs to be a sense of patriotism. And also to be able to serve, you volunteering of yourself, there has to be a sense of volunteerism. How do we as individuals set about in, in trying to change that mindset? Does it start with us? And from us, how do we then expand to others? Everything only begins with oneself. And then it's to stop that nonsensical thinking. I suppose first, and just to bring it back, um, it's what I have and I understood in the book and then in the writing of the book is that we are born beautifully compassionate kindness and love that's what we're born and then we develop this ego and the ego is developed to protect us uh, but effectively all it does is kind of ruminates and ruminates and looks for everything that could go wrong um, so do you think one of the challenges facing us is that a lot of us don't have this self-acceptance. And if we can't have self-acceptance, then we can't be accepting of others or we have this this thought process that maybe others aren't accepting of ourselves and that in itself compounds the problem. Exactly. And so it, to simplify everything, um, it's just really self-love, letting it go, just wanting to be love and kindness, forgiving anybody, anything. Everything's about self. As you've moved through that, and, and really it's about humility and gratitude. So I've already said humility and gratitude, but that's all higher self stuff. Um, and once you have that, um, it is just so easy. Um, and you can give, and you will give to anybody, and you will serve. But it's, it's nothing more than that. So your book, The Secret to Higher Self-Living, is it a roadmap? Is it a guide? Is it something that's self-help? How would you describe it? I think it's all of those. And um, I put a, maybe too much into the book. Um, but it is, 
it's first answering, so what is higher self-living? And then it's the four paradigms. The four paradigms are the most important um, part of the book. So I put that right up front. And the four, and you have to have them, um, to be able to not wake up in a default mode where you're negative. Most of us wake up with our mad roommate calling um, and we're anxious and uh, we don't have confidence and we're cross and we're irritated and we're angry. So a lot of people wake up that way and to wake up in a beautiful sense of being spacious and having humility and forgiveness that you're in higher self. Let's just go to go back to the four paradigms. The very first is to be in your truth. And that is so essential. It sounds so simple, but be in your truth. The second is to find your purpose and your passion. And again, that sounds so simple, but most people haven't. The third is to be non-attached. And that says, I've got to work on being non-attached. And the fourth, um, and most probably the most important, because that's where you begin from, is that I have got You've got to make death your friend. You've got to know that this is very transient. You're not that important. Nobody is that important. Your life is not that important. You're just really part of oneness. Effectively, you will, it's to teach people how to love life while they're here, not to be scared of death. And I think it's what Steve Jobs had said. Um, it was just that it's, most probably one of the most important and freedom parts is that death helps you love life and one has got to work on that. So those are the four. I said to a friend of mine that you've got to have those four to be able to wake up in the morning. And if your mad roommate comes calling to be able to withstand that. And so I have put in transitional techniques, which says, if you fall down to lower self, how do you get back to higher self? Uh, but effectively, the easiest and to be able to effortlessly stay there, you've got to be in your truth, find your purpose and passion. And the easiest is to serve, be absolutely non-attached to anything, be spacious, and then to make death your friend. We're chatting to John Burgess about his new book, The Secret to Higher Self Living. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. You're listening to Confidential Brief live in Johannesburg on 101.9 FM and broadcasting worldwide on highfm.com. Today, 7 June 2021, we start Series 2 of the 2021 episodes of Confidential Brief. And we decided today to start on something a lot lighter, but a lot more important in my opinion. And that is how we as ourselves can grow and appreciate life more, especially in the midst of a pandemic and especially in the midst of what's going on in our country in respect of things like load shedding, water shedding, and of course, fraud and corruption. John Burgess, you've chatted to us today about the secret to higher self-living. It's to me, I was very fortunate to be able to get a copy of the book and to read through it. It's been, well, what I enjoy about it is the analogies and the personal trip that's, that's contained therein because you're using personal anecdotes, you're using those analogies and you're using your own trip as an example in certain instances. 
What do you want people to be able to take away from the book? At the end, to, to have inner peace and happiness. I think that's most probably the crux of it. Yes, you do it through non-attachment and through having purpose. Um, and most probably one of the most important things is, most probably the most important thing one can do any day is to wake up and watch yourself and then understand, am I in lower self or higher self? Am I going to add value today to myself, to my siblings, to my friends, to people, to my staff? And if you know you're in lower self, it's how do I, either through transitional techniques, which are, which are in the book, um, and or self-love and self-growth, um, go and find that. And um, so part of what I had written down in the book, and it was a quote, it was a great quote that I must have got 25 years ago, was, man is an animal suspended in webs of significance. He himself is spun. Just everything, it becomes our story. It's actually to lose our story. Um, put it aside just so that we can actually go out there and it goes back to inner peace, happiness, serving purpose. It makes a lot of sense. Where does somebody get a copy of the book? It's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Kindle and Amazon. And uh, uh, otherwise, uh, we've got a few books here in South Africa, but otherwise it is on uh, Amazon worldwide now. And we've also actually been given a couple of books. So for our listeners that are interested, uh, we have a two-book giveaway today. The one is The Incredible, The Road Through the Grove, which uh, is, I think was John Burgess's legacy project because everybody that lives in the area and in the community that has grown up knows about the book, and it's an incredible book. And if you haven't seen it, perhaps you could even win a copy if you visit our Facebook page. I'm going to give you the details in a couple of seconds. And then, of course, the other book that's up for grabs is The Secret to Higher Living. All you need to do is go to the Confidential Brief Radio Show um, page on Facebook and just put down um, in the comment section on today's show um, a comment, something that you took away from today's show, something that you may want to ask John, something that you, you know, may have been, um, you know, an epiphany for you. I had a bit of an epiphany today, and that's the fact that I believe we've all been conditioned to live this very rigid life with the anticipation of wonderful retirement, whereas we should be living each and every day. And, of course, if you go to the Confidential Brief Radio Show page, you'll also be able to click on a link that's going to take you through to the old books link, The Road Through the Grove, where you can see some of the incredible memories. John, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. And before we, 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 we go off air, I just want to ask you this. This new book, The Secret to Higher Self-Living, was a labor of love. What do you hope to achieve Similar to what you did the last time in leaving a legacy for a community, what do you want to achieve in leaving a legacy with this particular new book? So, again, absolutely did not do the book to make uh, any money from it. Uh, in fact, people just continue to talk you out of it. And I suppose that's why so many people don't write a book. So this was really to share that um, and to give people it's it's a book of positivity it's a it's a book of inner peace it's absolute inner peace one can gain uh from that and um yeah it's it's just a book of love and uh i think that's about it yeah i think that's probably the best way to end it. it's a book of love it's a book of finding oneself it's a book of gratitude and it's learning 
that if you serve yourself, you're serving those around you. Visit the page, Confidential Brief Radio Show. Find out how you can pick up your copy of the book, The Secret to Higher Self-Living. John Burgess, thank you so much for joining me again. Let's not wait five years. And Chad, thank you so much. And naturally, and we've spoken about it, it's exactly how you're living your life and giving back and touching South Africa. So thank you very much for that. I thank you for those kind words. We're going to be back next week, the same time, the same place, except this time we're going back to talking about the realities of South Africa. But next week's show is also quite positive. We're going to be looking at how the legislation of cannabis has now created revenue streams in South Africa which may be able to contribute towards the fiscus. Join us for a very important conversation next week, same time, same place, right here on 101.9 High FM.